wanted to discuss. So I brought out that on uh, the, every Hanukkah, Hanukkah starts on the 25th. So that, that inevitably means, since Hanukkah starts on the 25th, that inevitably means that the the sixth day of Hanukkah will always be Rosh Chodesh because uh, if it's the 25th, the 29th is always going to be the 5th, like today, which is the 5th Lichtel is always going to be the 5th day of Hanukkah and uh, that means that the 6th day of Hanukkah it depends on the year, it may either be the 1st day of the next month, the 1st day of Tevet that means it would be one day Rosh Chodesh. So then that would mean one, that's most years. Or sometimes like this year, you have two days Rosh Chodesh because the first day is the 30th day of the month of Kislev. And then the seventh candle, the seventh night, the seventh day will be the second day Rosh Chodesh. But Tonight's the sixth candle, right? That's right. And that's why tonight is going to be already Rosh Chodesh. Tonight we have Rosh Chodesh, but it's always going to be Rosh Chodesh every year. But whether this seventh, it could be some years today, I mean the sixth light will be the first day, would be of the next month, if it's only one day Rosh Chodesh. Or it could be like this year is going to be the 30th day of the month of Kislev, and then we're going to have another day Rosh Chodesh, the seventh day will be Rosh Chodesh. Now, as we went through last time, the different Torah readings that we read, but on Hanukkah we know that every day of Hanukkah, and we're not going to talk about Shabbos, but now we're talking about Rosh Chodesh, on every day of Hanukkah, we read basically the Nasi for that day. In the Chumash Nasi, it says every day they brought the uh, Korban, they brought the sacrifice when they inaugurated the Mishkan. So every day we read the Nasi of that day. Now, the Nasi of the day only has six verses. In order to get uh, three aliyahs, which we need, minimal, we need three aliyahs, we need at least nine verses. So, therefore, we're sort of stuck. So what we do is, we do the first, the Kohen gets three verses, the Levi gets three verses, and then we're done with the Nasi for that day. So what we do for Shlish, for, for the third Aliyah, for the Israel, we give him the next day's uh, Yom. So, like today, it was Bayom HaChamishi. So we split Bayom HaChamishi in two. And then, that the Kohen got the first part of Bayom HaChamishi, the Levi got the second part of Bayom HaChamishi, the fifth day, and the Israel got Bayom HaShishi, got the, all of the Tomorrow. That, that, that's tomorrow's day. So it goes up. But tomorrow... Why didn't you announce the new year today like that? I do it on Shabbos. We announced it on Shabbos. Shabbos, Mavarchim, we announced the new year. Oh, you only do it on Shabbos. Shabbos. But tonight, before we'll have a Marif, we'll give two bangs on the table. One will be for Al Anisim, and one will be Yalav because we're going to say for Rosh Chodesh too. We're going to do two times, okay? Because tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. So we add, in our Davani, we're going to add... Wednesday is Rosh Chodesh. Actually, we have two days Rosh Chodesh. That's right, we have those, so we're going to have two days Rosh Chodesh. So you're going to say, Yalav Yavoy and Al Hanisim. Now, 
again, if you remember before you start Mariv, then you can announce it, but after you said you already started that Mariv, you can't announce it before the Amida, that's what we'll bang on the table. But that will be a double bang. Okay, so a double bang would mean that you have two things to remember, okay? One would be Yalaviyave, and the other one would be Yalanisim. And okay, that's what we add. And we add it also in all the Amidas for Rosh Chodesh and Hanukkah, plus also the benching. We also have Yalaviyave and Alhanisim, right? Now, but tomorrow's Aliyas will be a little bit different. Number one, which one will we read first? Will we read first Rosh Chodesh and Hanukkah? We're going to read first Rosh Chodesh. Why are we going to read Rosh Chodesh first? We have a rule. Which comes first? The one that is more constant comes before that is not constant. We have more Rosh Chodesh than Hanukkah. Hanukkah is only eight days, and Rosh Chodesh is 12, 13 times a year, and then plus it has two days many times, so it's more. We have more Rosh Chodesh than we have Hanukkah. So when we come to Lenin, we're going to Lenin. First, we're going to do the Kriya Torah for Rosh Chodesh. Now, there was another thing that we spoke about. On a normal Rosh Chodesh, we also have a problem. We have a problem how to divvy up the four aliyahs. On Rosh Chodesh, we have four aliyahs. Now, tomorrow is going to be Rosh Chodesh and Hanukkah, and Rosh Chodesh gets four aliyahs. Now, we're not going to make it any less. We're only going to improve. So, in other words, when we have Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh, we're not going to say, oh, it's Hanukkah, we're only going to do three aliyahs. We're going to give it four. We're always going to do the maximum, the more we're going to do. And because Rosh Chodesh is a semi-holiday, and that's why the Chachamim made a fourth aliyah, so notwithstanding that it's Hanukkah, we're going to get four aliyahs. But the aliyah, the Rosh Chodesh, is going to be changed a little bit, because normally we read four aliyahs in the Rosh Chodesh Parsha. That's we need four aliyahs. So we take the portion of Rosh Chodesh. Now, actually Rosh Chodesh itself only takes up a small portion. There's no four aliyahs over there. So we went through this last time. We started from the Tomid. We start from Vaidabar Hashem. And we squeeze in four aliyahs over there. And what happens is that we actually repeat one Pasuk in order to get all the aliyahs in. We repeat one Pasuk to get them all in. But in this one, we're going to take out two Sefer Torahs tomorrow. In one of them, we're going to read the portion of Rosh Chodesh, and the other one, we're going to do the portion of Hanukkah. The Rosh Chodesh portion, we're going to divide very comfortably three. We're not going to have to repeat because we don't have to get, we don't have to squeeze out four aliyahs from the same parsha. We're only going to have to squeeze out three because the fourth one is going to be read in the Hanukkah one. So the Hanukkah tomorrow is only going to be by Yom Hashishi. By Yom Hashishi, it's going to go through the Last aliyah, the fourth aliyah is going to get by Yom Hashishi, is going to get the whole by Yom Hashishi. And we're not going to do any other day. We're not going to split it. We're just going to do by Yom Hashishi. That's going to be the fourth aliyah tomorrow. And the first three aliyah, instead of splitting the first section between the Kohen and the Levi, we're going to give the Kohen the entire piece. So he's going to get what usually the Kohen and Levi gets. He's going to get the entire piece. And then the Levi is going to get what usually the first Yisrael gets. The first Yisrael... The third aliyah is going to be what normally is the fourth aliyah. And the fourth aliyah is going to be the Hanukkah aliyah. So that's going to happen tomorrow, as well as the next day, because we have two days Rosh Chodesh. And over there it's going to be Bayom Ashvi, because that's going to be already the seventh day. So that's going to be the other aliyahs. So that's the way it's going to work out. It seems complicated, but it's really pretty straightforward. Look in the, when you look in the, in this, in the sitter and you look t- and you understand the reasoning, basically, it needs to be three aliyahs on Hanukkah, four on Rosh Chodesh. Why can't you just take 
the first three that you normally would do for Rosh Hodesh, and then the Hanukkah is the fourth one? That's an excellent question. And the answer is because the first, in, in Rosh Chodesh, the fourth aliyah is actually the main aliyah over there. Right? So, the, if, 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 if you are going to... What was your question again? Like why don't you just do one, two, three normal Rosh Chodesh aliyahs and then instead of the fourth, leave out the fourth one. But we're doing... What, you, you want it to stop by where we usually stop by the third one? Where do you want it to stop? Oh, so you have to include the fourth. We need the fourth. With the actually, the fourth reading is the main Rosh Chodesh. Actually, oh, so you got to put that in. Okay. So we're, we're doing what you're saying, but instead of doing, instead of just doing it the fourth and stopping over there, that's the main thing we need to cover. But we're going to start from the beginning. We still need three aliyahs. You see, <coughs> it, it's only a matter. Do we need to? Go, do we need to go back all the ways back? Well, it turns out to get three aliyahs for the Kohen and Levi, we have to go back all the ways to the uh, all the ways to the beginning. We have to go back to get the three aliyahs. So we'll give the Kohen, the Kohen and Levi, normals Kohen and Levi. We'll give him the Kohen for Shkodesh, and as I said before, but on Shabbos you're actually right. What happens on Shabbos? We talked last time. When we only need one Ali for Rosh Chodesh, then we're going to start from Yom Shabbos, and we're going to do Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, and then we're going to do the Lezim Hanukkah. I, I know it sounds a little confusing, but when you look at the city, you'll see. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I actually have a, maybe a comment, a question to sure. later. So, to answer my initial question is, all of the, I mean, since we're going to say, do the normal portion on a Monday, Thursday, all on Saturday, on Shabbos, anyways. Yes, right. All of the, of the uh, Rosh Kodesh and Hanukkah has takes priority. Now, the next, next question, which is going to take some time to answer. Okay, but let me just clarify that itself, what yeah. you just said now. We have an obligation to read from the Torah on Monday and Thursday. We don't want three days to go by without reading the Torah. Okay. So, we want to read from the Torah. We don't really care where you're reading from the Torah from. Okay. Now, on a regular day when we don't have, what are we going to read in the Torah? We're going to choose something which doesn't, doesn't apply. So we read the portion of the Torah, that, that Shabbos. That's where we're going to read that. Okay. But anytime we come Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, we don't care. Well, let's read Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, because the, the purpose of reading the Torah is just so that we learn some Torah on that day, on Monday and Thursday. That's the purpose. Okay? So therefore, it doesn't matter. So it's not like it gets pushed away. On Shabbos, for example, where you actually have to read the Parsha because we're going to go through the Torah, we don't push that away. They don't substitute it. We're going to read that, and we're going to add the other things to it. We're going to add the Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, whatever else comes. We're going to add it to the Parsha. We're not going to take away. But the two Mondays and Thursdays, and Mincha, over there, it's not anything to do really with the Parsha. It has mainly to do with not to... Mincha is different, but by Mondays and Thursday, it has nothing to do with specifically reading the parsha. So if you have a Hanukkah, that's fine. What's the other question? The other question, which is going to take much longer than the answer, and you don't have to answer yeah. it now, but just to, the Torah portions that are used for both Polish, or in this case, Hanukkah, I know Hanukkah is coming from numbers, but... Why these particular sections? And that's probably a big Okay, that's a very good question, and I'm going to send you the, the, the tape. I hope you can read it, Arden. From the other question, we went through all that. We went through all that. Okay, it's a long question. We went through all the questions that you, that you asked. And the first question, I just want to say to you that the, I think Marty, I'm not sure, asked, or Mitch, someone asked, was Hanukkah was 
much later after the Torah was finished, it was during the, how do they even have the Torah reading for Hanukkah? The Torah doesn't have anything about Hanukkah. How would it have about Hanukkah? And we discussed that because it's we found an association because it was a rededication of the temple. That's why we read those pieces. So the portion of Hanukkah, for example, that's a very good portion, a very good question. Now we didn't cover Purim, for example. Purim also comes later. What are we going to read on Purim? On Purim, we know that Haman, who wanted to kill the Jewish people, he comes from Amalek. He's a descendant from Amalek who already, many generations before, started up with the Jewish people. So we're going to read a portion of Amalek and how we're supposed to erase Amalek. That's why we'll boo. So there's a link. There's a link over there. It's not a link, it's a link. And I told him something very important last time. That anything that the rabbi said actually becomes a Torah commandment because the Torah tells us to listen to the rabbi. Right? And if the Torah tells us to listen to the rabbis, so when the rabbis say, that's why it becomes a mitzvah. That's why when you're going to light your Hanukkah menorah tonight, you're going to make a bracha, Asher Kiddushonah b'mitzvah you have commanded us with the mitzvahs. Vitzivonu, you instructed us. So the Gemara asked the question, this is not the Talmud, asked the question, where did Hashem command us to listen? Hashem commanded us to listen to the Chachamim. So when they say for us to do a mitzvah, we're doing what Hashem tells us to do. So it's not something different. So it's not just because it was instituted by the sages, but it still has all the validity. There's a positive mitzvah to listen to the Chachamim. There's also a prohibition against not listening to the sages. So all that is part of the whole thing. So truly, when your father has... The whole actual uh, issue about... Finding out Torah or finding out uh, halacha through means which are not uh, not conventional, which is logic and by debate, by trying to sort s- sorting things out, like dreams and things like that. Uh, matter of fact, in Talmud, there's a very whole interesting piece over there in which there was a debate between the rabbis, and one of the rabbis was so insistent he went against everybody else. He was so insistent that he said if I'm right these things should happen and things should move and things and everything happened what it what he said and finally he said let Hashem himself decide the heavenly academy will decide and they also came down and then at the end um, hold on <coughs> but the point is there was a there was a voice that came out and said that he was wrong that he was correct and still the rabbi said we don't pay attention to, to voices that come from the heavens. We don't pay attention because the Torah was not given in the heavens. The Torah was not given to be studied by the angels. The Torah, the Torah was given to us so that we can def- decide the rulings. And there is, matter of fact, there is verses that say that the angels, which we know the angels and the heavenly academy, come down to the people below in this world in this world to listen to what the ruling is because the ruling is decided over here in this world in the conventional way of learning things but yet we also have many stories like this is one of them but we have many stories in the Talmud and in Jewish history in which rabbis had the certain visions uh, the prophet Elijah told them divinely inspired they got the reason they got answers otherwise and the Rebbe explains it in, 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 in various different ways in one talk the Rebbe explains that um, sometimes the inspiration like in this case the interpretation came from the Rambam 
but it wasn't something that they accepted just the dream. They understood it later on with their logic. So in other words, somebody told it to him, but it wasn't, it didn't remain uh, aloof. It, it, it came down. It came down to their understanding. How did I know about it? Oh, I was told about it. That's a different story. In that case, that's not considered ruling or following what is from above. That case you're doing from this world, yeah? It had to make sense. Made, and it made sense. Should there also be a difference between just understanding something and a halacha? And a halacha. Yeah, okay, I was going to say that in a minute, yeah. But that's, that's, one, that's, one, that's one interpretation. That's one, one possibility. And then as uh, Shner Zaman is mentioning that sometimes a halacha is more difficult to uh, say that it comes from elsewhere. But even with regards to halachas, if you hear and later on you understand the halacha with your own mind, even though it's based upon something you heard, that is also okay because at the end of the day it really means that you understood what the halacha is. But you can't convince a rabbi and say, or a sage, you can't convince them and say, well, I heard so. Now, there are traditional things that come down by tradition. That's called, that's the way it was passed along. Well, as the Gemara would say a lot of times, if it's a something which is a tradition, we'll accept it if you're saying that it was brought down like that. But if you have a, a, a logic, I have an argument. So, you know, we'll accept that. And the Rebbe said something very interesting. One time I heard by the Rebbe's Fabrengen, by the Rebbe's gathering. The Rebbe said like this, that, you know, sometimes you see in, in the shul, especially in the Chabad shul, they put on two pairs of tefillin. One is called the Rashi's, one is called the Rebbe Tam. There's other two pairs of tefillin. There's a Shemusharava and Raiva, there's other tefillin. But two pairs, we put on two pairs of tefillin. The reason we put on the second pair of tefillin because there's a different view exactly the order, the way the parchments are put in into the compartments and are the, are, the order, they, the way they were written. There's various views. So people that want to be pious want to make sure they cover all grounds. Although the halacha is like Rashi, we, we rule like Rashi, that this is the way of the Tefillah, we still want to cover all grounds, we're going to put on the extra pair of Tefillah. We don't make a brach on it, we follow right away the Rashi, so we put in another pair of tefillin for that. So that's the way it's done. So the question really becomes, tefillin are very physical things. These are parchments, and there are uh, pieces written in the compartments. Very physical thing. Now, what happened was, the question became, how did they do before Rashi and Rabbi Nutam? These are the names of the two two opinions, Rashi and Rabbi Nutam. So, what did they do before that? I mean, did what, Rabbi Natam get up one morning and say, well, these tefillin are no good, I'm going to make the tefillin differently? Why don't you open up the tefillin that you used when you were a child, when, they, when you became Ba Mitzvah? Or what was the tefillin that your grandfather used? What's the tefillin? Tefillin are a very physical thing. How did they all of a sudden start saying, no, no, this isn't the right way, this is the way. They didn't, they weren't going to reject the tefillin that came down. Moshe Rabbeinu wore the tefillin and, uh, so how, how did that work? So the answer to that is that actually the different views are only associated with Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, but essentially this has been going on 
from the beginning of times, from when the Torah was given. But then the question becomes, how did it first start? When Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Torah... He didn't put on those other tefillin. Yeah, so which tefillin? What, what happened at the beginning of time? So the Rebbe said something very interesting. The Rebbe said that Moshe Rabbeinu had two functions. First, Moshe Rabbeinu was a prophet and a messenger from God. He went up to the mountain, he received the Torah from God, he related it. Those words that he related to, from God, those are the words of the Torah, those cannot be touched, and those are eternal, they are truth, that is what we have the Torah. Now you start with interpretation. Now, when Moshe Rabbeinu didn't serve as a transmitter of the Torah, but somebody who studied the Torah, if Moshe Rabbeinu disagreed with another, um, with another, uh, with Yoshua, say, with a student Yoshua, then each one had the responsibility to do the way they understand it, as long as they were within their bounds of, of, of the rules of Torah, the way Torah is studied. They had an obligation to study the Torah the way they understood the Torah. That's a separate aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu. Even Moshe Rabbeinu can't tell you except my opinion. Because we only accept what Moshe Rabbeinu is transmitting as an agent of God to tell us God's words. But then when Moshe Rabbeinu comes to interpret, the Torah was given for us to interpret the way we understand it based on the rules of the Torah. Where does it say? And the Rebbe said that Moshe Rabbeinu studied Torah. I mean, well, Moshe Rabbeinu studied Torah like everybody else. He was teaching the Torah, and then he had interpretation. Right. The Rebbe related this to an actual story what happened. There were once two great Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe. I think it was. I think it was the Alter Rebbe. And they were studying a, a Maimer, Hasidus. What the Alter Rebbe said, or whatever the Rebbe said over there. And they had a big argument. They were both very smart, and very great, and deep, and uh, analyzed the Maimer. And each one said, this is what the Rebbe meant. And the other one said, no, this is what the Rebbe meant. And they had this big fight. And they finally said, we're going to ask the Rebbe himself. Like here he says, like here we learned today, we're going to ask the Rambam. The Rambam, is, he is, he's going to give the answer, right? So we said, we're going to ask the Rebbe himself. So they went into the Rebbe. And the Rebbe said, like, one of them is right. Both right. No, he wasn't a politician. <laughs> he says, this one is right. And the other one said, I still disagree. Well, then the question is, this is the Rebbe saying by the Fabrengan, I heard this. So the Rebbe said, well, how can you disagree with the Rebbe that said this, if he said it? So then he knows what he meant when he said. How could you... How could you disagree? And we're not talking about kids over here who just are insisting on their opinion uh, against, you know, we're talking people who are searching for the truth. And how could you disagree with the Rebbe when he's the one that said it? And if he says, this is what I meant, how could you disagree with that? So the Chaz said like this. He says, when the Rebbe says a mimer, when he gives over a talk, that's he's saying the words of Hashem. Hashem, he has that inspiration of giving over, and that is words are holy. But then, those words are given to be studied. For all of us in the Hasidim to study. And the Rebbe is also studying his own words. That's a different aspect of the Rebbe. So when the Rebbe, if I see it differently, I have to, that's my responsibility to see it differently. Now I'm assuming that what we learned over here in this story, 
everybody accepted. They said thank you. That was such a wonderful interpretation that the Rambam gave. It wasn't like the people had reason to disagree with what the Rambam says. They had only reason to. Yeah, go ahead. That doesn't make sense. I mean, go ahead. You, a person that says them had a certain meaning to saying those words. So if he says I meant them that way, how can you contradict? You would be right in most people, yes. But when the words that you're saying are divinely inspired, that's what he said. So they're like what, what they're what? In a sense, they're not really your words. They're not his words. They're God's words, sort of. So um, you, under normal circumstances, you're absolutely right. He's a messenger. He's just those words of the mimer are divinely inspired. And therefore, those words are like, like, like we say that the Shechina medaberes mitach groinei ani hamish. You know that it is the actual divine speaking through his mouth. He just becomes like a mouthpiece. That is when he says the mimer. Then later on, we're going to study it. When we're going to study it, everybody's going to study it the way they understand it. And we are not only allowed to, but we are actually obligated to use our best. Senses. Now, that doesn't mean to become again. We're not talking about people that are just stubborn and they just want to try to point their point of view. I mean, because we got so much of that going around, so we can't associate this with what we're talking about over here. We're talking about holy people. We're talking about people that were searching for the truth. That's the most important part. They weren't looking for just, you know, just to be right or just to say something or just to publish something or just to get up there and, and make an impression. We're not talking about that. And you know what? I, I'm always amazed. You know, you take on the Talmud, you know, there's a commentary. You know, there's the Tosfos over there and the Rashi. And the, but like Tosfos, every piece he comes up with, like ingenious ideas, you know, every piece over there. The questions, they come up, you can see like brilliance. Every word is brilliant, right? And yet you don't see anybody taking credit, saying over there, oh, look, oh, I came up with such a good... <laughs> Nobody takes credit. They're just studying and trying to figure out what the real meaning is. They don't, they're not looking for anything else but to study and to understand what the Talmud says, what God wants us to do. That's the whole motivation. And that's why they were successful. And that's why they're truth. Because that's what, oh, that was their concern. They weren't concerned. It wasn't about I. It wasn't about themselves at all. And so it's very hard to look in today's eyes the way we see people deal today and try to uh, say, talk about the other people in the same way. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it now. We'll, we'll discuss this at another point.